An aged man is a paltry thing, a tattered coat upon a stick. Shut up. Left foot. Unless soul clap its hands. I said shut up. Right foot, please. And sing, and louder sing, for every tatter in its mortal dress. Ah, you finished. You know I am. You programmed me. Bad enough I made you look like me. I used to wonder what effect my facial features would have on any of your old friends who dropped by to visit, until I discovered you don't have any friends. Ah. What's wrong? Nothing. You're going to bed without complaint. What's wrong? Ah, yes, dear computer. A change in the routine of the habit-bound old man, and you suspect what? A heart attack? Extreme disorientation? Incipient death? Don't hold your breath. I'm fine. What's wrong, Charlie? A name. Rachel Carpenter. Living or dead? I don't know. Living and dead, I have 1,480 in the company archives alone. She was seven years younger than me. Eight? And she lived in Provo, Utah. Her father was a pianist, quite famous, actually. Everyone always angled for an invitation to their home. My father is always the main attraction. Our living room is like a cluttered salon, and there are always many admirers. But you came to see me. She may have become an actress when she grew up. She wanted to. Rachel Carpenter, born Provo, Utah. Mother Eileen, teacher. Father James, pianist. Attended don't show off. Was she ever married? Thrice. And don't imitate my mannerisms. Is she still alive? Died nine years ago. Of course. Of course. Dead. How did she die? How? Not pleasant. Tell me anyway. I want to feel suicidal tonight. In a home for the mentally incapable. Oh, she was always so brilliant, so quick and intuitive. When I was playing Helen Keller, I needed to understand blindness. It isn't seeing the red insides of your eyelids. It isn't even seeing black. It's like trying to see where you never had eyes at all. Seeing through your knees. No matter how hard you try, there just isn't any vision there. You didn't laugh when I told you that. My brother laughed. You didn't. That's when I fell in love with you. People often outlive their minds these days. Yet, with the best medical care money can buy, I sit in my room and remember. Remember when passion still lurked behind the lattices of chastity and was more likely to lead to poems than to coitus. Now who's imitating whom? I'm an overtold story, Jock. Only tempted because I'm bored, making excuses because I'm cruel. Lustful because my dim old dong is long past the exercise. Given your lack of airs, it's debatable whether it was ever up to the exercise. What is it you're tempted by, Charlie? What could possibly be left in your private catalogue of sin? And who's Satan in this story, me or you? You will do it because you can. Of all the people in the world, you can. I'm accustomed to interpreting your half of the conversation, yet even I get confused when you turn cryptic. I'm going back. Find me a day. For what purpose? My business. Without knowing your purpose, how can I find you a day? I'm going to be with her. To have her if I can. Warning! Warning! Illegal use of thief for alteration of the present by manipulation of the past. Thief. T. 
T-H-I-E-F, temporal hermeneutic insertion into the ever-when field, returns us to the past in the only way possible, within the human mind. Our consciousness travels back in time and subverts, or hacks, if you will, the mind of someone alive and present at the event of our choosing. This person becomes our temporary host in ages past. When our consciousness returns to the present, the host will have no memory of what transpired during our stay. Therefore, it is critical that they be safe, in no position to commit acts that might alter the present time stream. No confusion nor suspicion must arise. Investigation has found the alteration acceptable. Warning! 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 Clear! Uh, program release. Byzantium. You're a son of a bitch, Charlie. Find me a day. A day when the damage will be least. When I can. 28 September.